Welcome to the Franchise Show 247 podcast, the home of franchising news and advice. Listen as we chat to industry leaders about the topics that are facing franchisees today and discover more about the world of franchising. So welcome to Franchise Show 247 Coffee Chat uh, and Podcast. And today I am delighted to say that I'm joined with another member of Darwin Gray, uh, Kate. Um, so it's lovely to speak to another member of the team that also has a different aspect on, uh, on the company because we've obviously done coffee chats before with Darwin Gray. So Kate, does in the industry, uh, does disputes happen in the franchising world? Yes, uh, thanks, Katie. Um, yes, obviously, like in every business relationship, you know, we all know, or in any relationship, um, disputes and disagreements happen. Um, you know, the the relationship between a franchisor and a franchisee is a very important one, and it's crucial that we try and build a stable and trusting relationship between the two sides. But inevitably, as I said, with all businesses and business relationships, disagreements happen. You, you know, that's just the way it goes. And sometimes those disagreements become full-blown disputes, um, you know, and ultimately nobody wants that. They're timely, they're costly, you know, um, and they're best to be avoided. Um, so what I thought I'd do today is just have a little chat with you about, um, first of all, sort of some top tips perhaps to avoid a disagreement in the first instance. Um, and then secondly, you know, what to do or how to manage a situation if you find that perhaps a dispute can't be avoided and that's where you're heading and then thirdly um worst case scenario I guess um if a dispute ends up in the court process what you can expect from that just sort of a whistle stop tour of um the court process and what that entails and uh, does that sound okay that sounds perfect for us and I'd certainly the listeners will be intrigued about what what goes on about all this uh side of the business as well yeah great so that's sort of my background uh, dispute resolution um in is my background and then franchise disputes are a part of that so uh yeah that's great so I'll um I'll jump in then with my um sort of top seven tips I guess yeah um, how to avoid a dispute. A dispute. Um, firstly, I think what I would say is um, effective recruitment is crucial. Um, you know, every, you know, things are going to go wrong if from the beginning um, you haven't recruited the best people that you possibly can. So what I would suggest on that, on that front is perhaps assess the characteristics of your best franchisees and then use those as sort of a matrix then um, to assess your prospective applicants. And an effective strategy like that will sort of avoid recruiting franchisees who perhaps um, sort of think that they're buying a job rather than investing in a business which they're then responsible for running and developing. So I think first of all, effective recruitment, get your strategy sorted and yeah. um, stand you in good stead. Secondly, adequate drafting of your franchise agreement. So I would say always, always use a professionally drafted franchise agreement um, so that you ensure that you and your network are adequately legally protected. Um, you know, so often we see franchisors who think, oh, well, I'll just 
want this dealt with quickly or I don't want to spend the money on that and I can do it myself I've done loads of these and then they do it themselves and they perhaps miss crucial aspects of the franchise agreement and then that's ultimately what's cost them further further down the line um, so it really is sort of worth spending that time and that bit of money getting a professionally drafted um, agreement in place and then everything um, is covered then isn't it yes absolutely <clears throat> so you can sort of rest assured then that you know um, as I say everything's covered mm-hmm. um, thirdly I would say thorough training um, so ensure your franchisees get the appropriate training and the support right at the launch stage of the business um, so that it starts the whole process on, on the right footing I mean you could perhaps use um, more experienced franchisees as mentors get that sorted from the beginning and then they can't sort of moan further down the line that they haven't had that training or that they didn't receive the support and that's why things have gone wrong further down the line. And in Um, terms of training, do you you suggest to franchisors continue in training your franchisees rather than just training at the beginning and letting them go? Absolutely, you know, it, we all need training all the way throughout our lives and whatever we're doing, it's important that you keep on top of it, things change all the time. Um, so absolutely, you know, as I said, make sure they have adequate training at the start, but then perhaps, you know, you know, review that every six months or something like that, um, just so the mechanisms are in place so that, you know, people are getting the training that, that they, they need. Um, yeah, great. Um, Next, I would say um, financial evaluation. So keep on top of the financial information of your franchisees, regularly review um, the business, what financial information is looking like, get to know how well they're doing, um, monitor performance, and that way you can hopefully spot any um, sort of problem trends that might be arising mm-hmm. and you can nip them in, nip them in the bud quickly. Um, next, I would say turning to sort of bad behaviour, so to speak, um, I would say deal with any sort of niggling doubts, any niggling problems, any bad behaviour straight away. Don't ignore ignore any bad behaviour from successful franchisees, you know, just because they're successful, you know, don't ignore anything that might perhaps not accord with you or the franchise agreement. Deal with it straight away. And um, if you don't, you could be contrary to your franchise agreement um, or the operations manual, and it potentially creates further problems down the line. So deal with any sort of issues as and when they occur. Mm-hmm. Having said that, um, what I would say is you don't want to prematurely escalate situations by immediately sending out legal letters and. Uh, those sorts of things so it might be better to have a sort of a tiered warning system in place that you can use then depending on you know what's going wrong what the dispute's about what the disagreement's about and use that tiered warning system and then you can hopefully sort of bring errant franchisees into um, line without sort of escalating the situation because as soon as somebody sees a letter from a solicitor they think the worst and then sometimes there's no coming back from that Mm tiered warning system um, in place is quite good. Although having said that, on top of that, I would say my final sort of tip is seek legal professional advice early on. Expert advice 
you know, will provide you with a sort of certainty of your position um, when dealing with problem, problems and disputes. And even though I'm saying don't send out that legal letter straight away and use this a tiered warning system perhaps, mm -hmm. then still take that advice from the sister so you're confident of your position, you know where you stand in that dispute and, um, you know, from the outset and hopefully that'll stand you in good stead. Mm -hmm. So those are sort of my sort of top tips. Top oh, tips, yeah, yeah they're, they're brilliant <laughs> top tips, actually, Kate. <laughs> um, obviously, though, sometimes, unfortunately, they don't work or, you know, things, disputes happen, as we've said. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even with the best intentions, they can't be avoided. So if you find yourself in that sort of situation where you've, I've got a disagreement with a franchisee or, and, or a dispute sort of starting, what I would say is consider the cause of it, you know, what, what's happening, mm -hmm. seek advice earlier on, as I've said, um, the type, the sort of cause of the dispute will tailor the type of advice and the sort of action plan perhaps that you might need. And the earlier you get the advice, you know, the better your chances are of resolving it without escalating it, as we've said look at what your franchise agreement says um, and take guidance from it. Does it mention things like um, meetings between the parties or mediation, that type of thing? Mm -hmm. um, because typically what I would say is most disputes settle before they ever reach a court or anything like, or court proceedings. Yeah. Most things settle outside of that process and um, there's something called alternative dispute resolution or ADR which basically are alternative methods to the court system for settling disputes between parties and they are used successfully on most occasions if I'm honest mm -hmm. um, and that could be things like without prejudice meetings between the parties and their lawyers and they are meetings without prejudice means that what's said in those meetings can't then be referred to in court proceedings you can talk quite openly and freely and that can sort of help the negotiations between the parties so they're quite helpful meetings if you've yeah. got lawyers involved it sort of takes the emotion out of things um mm -hmm. that situation as well so those are used a lot or you could have mediation which focuses on sort of solving the dispute with an independent mediator in the room and um, sort of going between the parties to solve the dispute or arbitration which makes an independent decision which is legally binding then on the parties mm -hmm. so you sort of want to consider what you want to achieve against the time and the costs involved in each method so you can choose the most suitable one for you mm -hmm. and then as I said typically a lot of the work that we do um, is trying to get these disputes settled so that you can completely avoid a lengthy and costly court battle because ultimately that is what everybody wants to avoid yes so, exactly so, yeah so this is what we look at first of all with these alternative methods um, and and finally on that point as well that why I would say is sometimes it is better to just draw a line into the matter mm -hmm. you know got a really rogue franchisee in the business and sometimes it's better to just cut them out of the network rather than one go into litigation as costly and effectively and two keep them in the business when really do you want them there so sometimes yeah. it is better just to cut your losses um, and draw a line yeah exactly yeah. I think for both parties I think sometimes yeah just walk away and it yeah. might be it's easier that way especially if they're not bringing the values and they're Absolutely. not um being true to that you know franchise or etc yeah not, it's not working for both parties at the end of no the and it's just going to be a drain on resources you know time and money and, and money. sometimes you just think cut your losses um, and yeah. 
and it's better that way. Um, and then sort of finally, as I said, if you can't, if you're in this dispute and you just can't settle it, none of the sort of methods that we've mentioned um, are working and you find yourself ending up in the litigation process, then there are sort of seven very broad stages that you can expect from the court process, because obviously it, you can imagine it's quite detailed. Yes. <laughs> um, but just sort of to run over those quite quickly, um, before you start your claim, you have these attempts to settle, as I've mentioned, and there are what are called pre-action protocols that you have to follow, which are basically certain things that you have to set out. You have to set out your position to the other side in correspondence before you bring your claim. Then you sort of, to bring your claim, you complete, a, complete what's called a claim form, particulars of claim, um, which set out the details of your claim again, formally, you pay the court fee and you file that at court and then the other side have 28 days then in which to put in their defence to that claim yeah. um, and that sort of kickstarts the whole court process then mm. and then that progresses through the court system the court will um, direct the parties through the next stages and they'll order directions then to be followed for things like disclosure of all the documents that relate to the case or the exchanging of witness statement between the parties so basically the evidence mm -hmm. to back up what each side is saying um, then you'll have the preparations for trial um, and then the trial itself which will be a court hearing in a court before a judge who will make the decision um, and you'll get a judgment. And then often people think that's the end of the matter, but more often than not, you're finding you're having to find ways in which to enforce a judgment because it hasn't been complied with. So just because you've got the judgment doesn't necessarily mean that's the end of the matter. Right. So then it can be, you know, as I said, it can be very costly, very timely. And at all stages of the court process, the court will encourage the parties to settle. So you'll be expected still to enter into those alternative disputes. Um, methods like I mentioned the mediation and so forth so you're always encouraged at every stage to settle and more often than not that is what happens yeah. um, so it is quite rare although it does happen obviously um, for a matter to get to trial um, but that's sort of a bit of a whistle-top store of the litigation process. Wow <laughs> I mean that is I mean it's uh, there's an incredible lot of information there that you've just yeah, said, Kate. And, but actually, it's so vital, you know, for franchise, it's it's so key and vital to get all everything set up at the beginning. You know where you're at, but also having that point of call to say advice, etc. What happens here? What's happened there? There's no point just kind of going along with it. It all needs to be established right at the very beginning. Absolutely. And yeah. just spending that little bit of money at the beginning will hopefully save you massively down the line. And I think exactly. that's what people are afraid to do mm. take advice, but actually it can save you a lot in the long run. Mm. Um, so yeah, my biggest advice, as I said, is you know be meticulous at the start with your recruitment, your franchise agreement, mm. the training, get all that right at the beginning, deal with any problems as they arise quickly, nip them in the bud, get to know the business, um, well and your franchisees well 
take advice and hopefully that will mean a smooth relationship yes thank you so much for this morning Kate I mean that that is great for me to learn about everything and also for our listeners I think it's very important for a franchisor but also for a franchisee so they know what they're going into you know asking questions has that franchise got that in place you know and and and, you you know because if they haven't then maybe there's like they don't want to get into that you know, relationship with them as well. So for both sides, franchisors and franchisees, in, like a lot of information there that they need to take away, absorb. And obviously you've got your virtual space on our Franchise Show 247 platform. You've got information there and you can reach out and speak to you guys. Yeah. Because you're so, so wealthy with your knowledge, etc. cetera. Um, and uh, obviously speak to you with the contact section, uh, website, etc. So thank you so much again for today, Kate. Uh, it's thank been great to catch up with you. And hopefully in a couple of months time, I get to speak to another member of your team and learn some much <laughs> more information about the, the franchising industry too. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Franchise Show 247. For more information, please visit www.franchiseshow247.com. Want to feature in a future episode of the Franchise Show 247 podcast? Click on the link in the bio to find out how you can get involved.